The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. And you know the plans and the thoughts you have for us, individually and collectively. I ask, O oh God, that by your mighty hand, your hand of help, your hand of mercy, your hand of grace, you will touch each and every one of us and lift us up from where we are and establish us where we ought to be, that place you have planned and ordained for us. Let that be everybody's experience in this service, in this year-end season, and during Supernatural. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. All right, so we've been talking about engaging the supernatural, um, accessing the supernatural. The theme of the convention is supernatural. Um, that's what King's Word has enjoyed in these 21 years of our official existence, supernatural. It, it's not just natural. Natural speaks of what we know, what we can comprehend, what is humanly possible. Um, and there's nothing wrong with the natural. God created the natural. God put us in the natural. But we are not to be limited by the natural. And that's really the crux of what we are sharing and what we are teaching. As you prepare yourselves to come for Supernatural 2018, start elevating your thinking, start renewing your mind, start programming your heart to experience the supernatural. There is a phenomenon of the supernatural. There is a realm beyond the natural, beyond what is humanly possible, beyond what man can do. And you will do yourself a lot of good if you can learn to function in that realm, experience that realm. And what we are teaching you is how to embrace it. Um, one of the core scriptures we've shared over and over is Luke one thirty seven, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. That is speaking of the supernatural dimension. Naturally, things are impossible. Naturally speaking. But bless God, we are not limited by the natural. And what we are teaching you and encouraging you and training you about is don't allow yourself to be contained by the natural. Understand that with God's realm. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And we've shared several things because of time. Again, please go back to the um, last few midweek services we've had. We've talked about how you can engage the supernatural. Um, and we are taking this teaching in two different parts. Number one, um, painting a picture of the supernatural. That's what you need to do. This, this is how you are going to embrace it. Start thinking supernaturally. Glory be to God. Put your thought process into that dimension. Don't just think naturally. Don't think naturally. 1 Corinthians 2.16, the Bible reveals to us that you and I have the mind of Christ. Let me hear someone shout out loud this morning. I have, I have. the mind of Christ. Say it louder like you understand what I'm saying. I have the mind of Christ. 
And one of the things that, that means you can think like Jesus if you are a child of God. Well, Jesus thought beyond the natural. Hallelujah. Um, Matthew 17, there was a very interesting story there. Um, they came to Jesus and they said, you have not paid your tax, you have not paid your tribute. And Jesus did something very humorous there. He called Peter, he said, um, of whom do you think should be paying the tribute? Is it the slaves or the free people? That do the sons of nobles pay tribute? Peter said, no. Caesar's children don't pay tributes and all that. In those days, the Roman Empire was governing everywhere. So he said, the children are free then. And what he was saying was that, look, I'm a child of God. I should not be paying tax to these people. We are not on the same level. Caesar that is collecting the tax doesn't pay tax. And Caesar is under my, my feet. But he said, lest we should offend them. I mean, you have the mind of Christ. Look at verse 27, Matthew 17, verse 27. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea. Cast a hook and take up a fish that first comes out. And then when you have opened the mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money, a gold coin. Take that and give them for me and thee. Amazing. Amazing. Let me hear someone say, I have the mind of Christ. I mean, the natural way to have your provision or to have your needs met is do a business. Get a job, buy and sell. And there's nothing wrong with that. But just in, a, just in the context of what I was teaching, who are these people to be collecting tax from me? Am I their mates? Look, just go to the sea. Maybe he didn't have any money on him at that time. Maybe, we don't know. But go to the sea. Throw your hook inside. The first fish, not the second one, or not the third one. How that piece of money, how that gold coin entered that fish's mouth till forever, nobody will be able to explain it except God and Jesus in heaven. Amen. That's supernatural. That's supernatural. And you can begin to think that way and live your life that way. Now, we are not saying you should not live naturally. Don't now leave this service and say, Paul said, I don't have to walk. I'm going to Etiosa. Third Milan Bridge, I'm going to fish. <laughs> Me too, like Jesus. That's not what I'm telling you. Praise the Lord. You see, it is supernatural. So the natural is there. Super means beyond, over and above. And specifically, when the natural fails or doesn't work, you don't have to be hopeless. We live in a country, like I keep saying, if you are living in Switzerland, I can understand if you plan to live your life naturally. But this is Lagos, where naturally speaking, some things may not work. You better know how to function in the supernatural. So that when and if the natural fails, you can't get a job even after five years of graduation. You can't buy a house even after ten years of working. Or it's in your health. Or in your career. Or your relationship. You can't find someone to marry or you can't find someone to marry you after so many years and you've tried and tried and tried. When the natural doesn't work any longer or is not working that's when you kick into this gear. But look how effortlessly Jesus did it. That's how his mind was working. I am not limited to the natural. That I don't have money in my pocket and I need to pay a bill doesn't mean I have to be stranded. Can I hear somebody shout a loud amen? amen. Hallelujah. That the doctors cannot cure this sickness that they have diagnosed on my body or don't have a cure doesn't mean I have to die of that sickness. 
there is that realm of beyond natural. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. So the, the first thing you need to do is to have a picture, a mindset, a mentality of beyond the natural. Many people get hopeless or get depressed or get sad when things fail in the natural. You don't have to be that way. Can I hear somebody shout a loud amen? amen. When you find yourself in such situations, you begin to operate like this. Paint a picture. Paint a picture of supernatural living, supernatural existence. And then number two, know how to operate in it. Know how to operate in it. That's the second part of our teaching. And we've shared several things along that line. Start from the place of grace. Specifically, we are teaching from Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4. And the Bible reveals a story to us about a man that was born crippled on his feet. And they kept him at the gate of church to beg alms. I mean, many of you, when you're coming to church, you see people at corners, bus stops. Um, I still saw somebody this morning knowing that people are going to church. Usually when people are going to church, they are more disposed to give, begging. I mean, that's what the guy was doing. And the car before me went down and gave the guy money. That's what this guy was doing. He's been there since Bible days. Praise the Lord. And when Peter and John were going to the temple to pray, they saw the man. And the man asked them for money. And then the, the story, Peter said, look, look on us. I don't have silver and gold to give you, but such as I have, give I you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the Bible said Peter took him by the hand and pulled him up. Glory be to God. And immediately his ankle bone and his feet received strength. And the man began to walk. And he started walking and leaping and praising God. And he ran to the temple with them and said, praising God. Supernatural. Supernatural. That whole ordeal was someone that encountered, experienced, and embraced the supernatural. So we've been teaching from that story. How did that kind of thing happen? What are the things we can learn from the Bible that made it happen? And the first thing we said is the grace of God. The unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor of God. That God is healing you like God healed that man. Not because of what the man did. The man did not do anything. He didn't pray. He didn't fast. There is no record that he even had faith. But all the same, glory be to God. Jesus visited him and Jesus touched him. Hallelujah. And in one moment, a 40-year-old condition was turned around. May God give you such miracles this season in the name of Jesus. Now, you need to think that way and open up yourself to such experiences. 40 years, that's amazing. It's very possible the guy had resigned hope that I will ever walk again in my life. But bless God, there's something called the grace of God. Hallelujah. And we've mentioned a few other things that happened in that story. I want to talk about something else in that story this morning so that you can know how to engage the supernatural and if you will believe and exercise your faith, you also can tap into it. And one key I see in that story is the key of liberality or the key of generosity. The key of liberality, the key of generosity. Acts chapter 4. We started reading from verse 32. 
So the, the story is Acts, Acts 4, Acts 3 and Acts 4. Acts 4 and 32. Open, open your Bibles there with me this morning. Glory, glory be to God. Let me hear somebody say, I believe in the supernatural. I'm boldly declaring this season, by the grace of God, by the help of God, by the mercy of God, somebody's not talking, no, by the favor of God, I will experience the supernatural. Hallelujah. Particularly in those areas where the natural is not working for you any longer. You don't have to remain crippled in your feet. Oh, glory be to God. Verse 32, please listen very carefully. And the multitude of them that believed. You see, these stories tell us how that kind of thing could happen. There are lessons here that we can, you see, we are talking about engaging the supernatural. You and I can also start practicing on one level or the other so that we too can have such supernatural experiences in our lives and in our midst. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul, neither said any of them that ought of the things, oh, this is King James. Lord have mercy. I was studying King James yesterday night. Please let me go back to something I can understand very well without having to do mental exertion. New King James Version, please. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did any of them say that any of the things he possessed was his own. This was their mindset in that church community. Nobody said what I have is, is just for myself. But they had all things common. And what was the result of that? Verse 33. And with great power, the apostles gave witness of the resurrection of Jesus. That's what happened to that man in chapter 3. When Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, such as I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, the power of God was released. And this is showing us how it came to happen. The church had been taught and been trained. And more importantly, they were practicing an unusual level of generosity and liberality. Hallelujah. Nobody said anything that he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. And, or because of that, or one of the reasons that made this possible was that the apostles with great power gave witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. See, Jesus had died for that man. Jesus had borne his sickness and his disease. That's what the Bible teaches. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The sins of the world. See, this is grace. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for all of us. Not just those of us that come to church. Not just those of us that pray. Not just those of us that give. All men, including that man. So that's why we said the doorway to the supernatural is understand grace. Believe grace. Expect grace. Confess grace. Think grace. Jesus has died for me. And he has resurrected for me. 
And the apostles were giving witness to that truth with great power because the church was a liberal and a generous church. Hallelujah. Can we read on? They gave resurrection, witness resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them. Great grace was upon them. Someone say with me again this morning, grace is my doorway to the supernatural. I mean, start from there. I will keep emphasizing that. That way you will not fall into condemnation. You will not be under pressure. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let me hear somebody say it's about the resurrection of Jesus. Look at verse 34. Nor was there any among them who lacked. The, the, the church community was so generous and so compassionate. There was no record of anybody among them that had a need that was not provided for. And the Bible told us how it happened. It wasn't that God was raining manna from heaven. Or sending dollars from heaven. How did it happen? For, this is why nobody lagged among them. For all who were possessors of lands and houses or, or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that they sold. I'm deliberately reading slowly. <laughs> so any devil that tries to confuse anybody, that devil can be cast out. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Verse 35. And they laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each as anyone had need. Verse 36 is noteworthy. So everybody that had land, everybody, all, all. The Bible doesn't exaggerate. Now, when you see things like that, I can tell you from pastoring and from experience, there's only one way that it could have happened. They taught the people. They taught the people because that's what Jesus taught. I will show you that again in a moment. And after they taught the people, the people believed what they were taught and embraced it. They listened to their pastor. Hallelujah. And practiced it. And as they practiced it, they triggered greater dimensions of the grace of God. And amazing supernatural occurrences were happening. Like the pastor is going to church and he sees a crippled man that is not a member of the church. And he stops. And the man begs him for money. And he says, silver and gold I do not have. Such as I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Pulls him up. And the guy got healed. And they brought him to church. That's the kind of supernatural that they were experiencing. And this was a major part. There are several other keys. Please listen to the previous messages. But this is one of the reasons why it happened among them. They were generous people. So generous that nobody in the church had a need. So liberal in their giving that people that had lands and houses sold them, brought the proceeds to the church so that they can meet the needs of people in the church. Amazing. Verse 36, and Joseph, you see, after they told us that everybody sold land, everybody that had land, they now mentioned one particular guy, Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated the son of encouragement. May God make you a son of encouragement to your pastors and your leaders. I mean, I have sons of encouragement in this church. There are people that when they come, they tell me things or they do things. that It gladdens my heart. Can you hear how beautiful this sound is in this auditorium? 
is one son of encouragement that pays for it. For years now, somebody particularly, and maybe a few other people, they handle the PA system of church. They pay for it. This is a new microphone. I don't know how much it costs. They didn't even have to tell me anything. They are renovating the bathroom there, the restrooms for Supernatural. Another son of encouragement is doing it. Pastor, I want to renovate the bathroom as my own contribution towards Supernatural. Paying for practically everything. That's this guy. Praise the Lord. Watch this guy, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it and brought the money and laid it to the apostles' feet. When you see the Bible writing things like this, they told you in the previous verse, everybody that had land sold it. Then they tell you one guy in particular sold this. This is the meaning. Other people, maybe their land was in Ikeja and Agege. This guy's land was in Banana Island. <laughs> if you didn't get that, you'll get it <coughs> next morning. At least my own interpretation. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Proverbs 11.25 the generous or the liberal soul shall be made fat. And I will add there supernaturally, shall be made rich. Supernaturally. And he who waters shall be watered himself supernaturally. Generosity, liberality is a key to embracing the supernatural. That's what we learn from Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4. Particularly the latter part of Acts chapter 4. So specifically this morning, I want to talk to you about substantive giving. Substantive giving. Because the kind of giving they gave there, it wasn't just that they were giving an offering. It wasn't just that they put money in their pockets, um, gave offering or gave out of their income. There's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with you doing that. But it's further. There's this dimension of giving, like Joseph did. And all the other people in the church that were mentioned did that. I believe believers should be taught and trained to practice so that they can embrace the supernatural. So that, that's it. It's a key to accessing grace. Romans, sorry, Luke chapter 8. Just want to share along that line briefly this morning. Before we go into our thanksgiving and dedication. Luke chapter 8 from verse 1. Now it came to pass afterward that Jesus went through every city and every village preaching and bringing glad tidings of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Somebody shout supernatural. You know doctors cannot heal you of evil spirits. So there are certain sicknesses, all the tablets and MRI cannot help you with. Because there are evil spirits behind it. There is no MRI that you have you been to hospital before. Ah, I see a demon inside you. No, they won't see a demon. In fact, they will tell you, we've checked and checked. We can't see anything wrong. Yet you can't breathe normally. Somebody say evil spirits. But thank God for the supernatural. They had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary was one of them, called Magdalene, of whom seven demons. Some people have serious issues, sir. <laughs> one demon is a big problem. Seven, long, long. And Joanna was another one, the wife of Chusa, Herod's servant. Praise the Lord. Even people in the corridors of power. <laughs> the demons don't respect them. Herod's servant. 
Herod was the king then. His servant, that means he's probably his PA. Amen. His wife too had evil spirits and infirmities that Jesus cured her of. What did these people do? And Susanna and many others who provided of him of their substance. Somebody say substantive giving. Substance. Giving of substance. That's the word I want to emphasize on this morning. Proverbs 3 verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Not just a portion of my income. Nothing wrong with that. But when you are selling land, giving land, that's not a portion of your income. That is your substance. And that was the dimension of giving that they were taught and that they practiced in the early church that triggered strange dimensions of the supernatural in their midst. Substance. And with the first fruits of your increase, many of us understand that part of first fruits of our increase but it's and. So the before part you'll be taught as well. Your substance, land, house, car, possessions that are material. You don't give them every day, sir. What will happen when you do that? Your band will be filled with plenty. I we add there supernaturally. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And your vats will overflow with new wine. Supernaturally. Praise the Lord. You will experience the supernatural this season in Jesus' name. Luke 19 tells us a very amazing story. Jesus came to town and there was this tax collector there that was oppressing everybody named Zacchaeus. And Jesus went to his house. He said, Zacchaeus was was a short man climbing a tree. Jesus stopped in the middle of the procession. Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house tonight. Everybody was stunned. Why will he go to the house of a sinner? Let's bring that into today's context. Who is that politician that you hate? Don't mention his name. Don't mention his name. And Jesus comes to town. <laughs> Actually, this happened to me yesterday. Um, a, a church in Abuja, a ministry, celebrated the dedication of their new facility, a 100,000-seater facility, the largest single church auditorium in the world. The record was 50,000 before at Ota. This one is 100,000 in, in Abuja. So it was all online and all that. And I saw some politicians there, particularly one guy that I'm not particularly fond of. <laughs> I'm not mentioning any names. You see the guy, he puts his post on social media, all manner of cars in his house, politician. <laughs> he was there smiling and they were greeting him. So that's the scenario here. <laughs> so Jesus was in his house. This is why I think Jesus taught this thing. You see, what happened in Acts chapter 4 was no fluke. When all that have lands, not many, not some, not few, all that have lands, the apostles must have taught them. And the apostles taught them because I believe Jesus taught them. And this is an example here. So Jesus was in Zacchaeus' house teaching as normal. And look at Luke 19 from verse 8. Suddenly the Bible said, and Zacchaeus stood up. And said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods, not my salary last month, my goods, half, not I was half of my possession, half of my substance, I give to the poor. 
And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. He was repentant through the teaching of Jesus. Verse 9, and Jesus said unto him, this day salvation come to this house. Somebody shout supernatural. When a thief politician receives salvation in his house, that must take the grace of God. Hallelujah. Supernatural. This day has salvation come to this house for as much as he's also a son of Abraham. You know Jesus died for people like Zacchaeus as well? Do you know Jesus died for the politicians that are stealing our money as well? I know you don't like that one, but <laughs> it is the truth. That is not to encourage the politicians to be stealing our money. That's just a testament of God's free grace. Amen. The previous chapter, Luke 18, the Bible tells us about the rich young ruler. The guy said, I want to experience salvation. What must I do? There's a dimension of the supernatural I have not experienced. I've done everything I know in the law. Verse 22, Jesus told him, you lack one thing. I would have thought, go and pray and fast more. But look at what he told him. All that you have. Zacchaeus said half. Jesus preached all. Amen. All that you have, distribute to the poor. Then you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. This thing you want to experience, I will give you a key. Give of your substance. See, when you begin to give at this level, you are doing what Solomon said in that Proverbs chapter 3. You are trusting God, honoring God. And it's one doorway to experiencing the supernatural. Glory be to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I know people struggle with this kind of teaching. Some people have doubt that the pastors are trying to steal people's money. You don't have any money you want to steal. Let me just start from there. Praise the Lord. But that's not why we teach them. Thank God I'm reading from the Bible. I'm not reading Disney and I'm not reading Quran. Hallelujah. There is a dimension of activating God's grace that can be experienced through generosity and liberality. That's the simple message here. And it's, it's not that nobody, anybody is forcing anybody or demanding of anybody. We are just teaching. We are just teaching. Hallelujah. So as someone says, Pastor, I don't have land to give. I don't have house to sell. That is not what is at the core of this message. If you are not careful, through all the examples I've given, you may miss it. The real secret that is being taught here is that you give something that costs you. Let me read another testament of substantive giving to you, just in scriptures. Glory be to God. Um, First Chronicles chapter 29. Open there with me. First Chronicles 29. David was about to die. And before then, David had said, I wanted to build God a house, that I'm living in a temple. God is living in a tent. In those days, they used to carry the, 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 um, the ark of the Lord around in tents. And if I want to be there, God said, don't build a house for me. You have killed too many people. So your son will build a house. And what David did was David put aside money. And he encouraged people to give to the house. Hallelujah. Look at verse 3 of 1 Chronicles 29. And watch the heart here. Moreover, remember we are talking about substantive giving. Giving from your substance. 
your, your possessions, your most valuable treasure for the, for the work of God, for the house of God, for the poor, for the needy. Hallelujah. Hey, that's your praise God. It's as if you're angry with me. Oh. Hallelujah. Only people on this side seem to be excited. Hallelujah. These people here look as if they have gone home. <laughs> see, and you will see why this kind of thing needs to be taught. I mean, Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said, I want you to know of the grace of God that was bestowed on the Macedonians. I'm going to get to that in a minute. My time is almost up. Furthermore, King David said, I mean, verse 3, let me jump to verse 3. Moreover, because I've set my affection on the house of God, the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure, my own special, my reserves, my substance, hallelujah, gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold, of the gold of offer, 7,000 talents of refined silver, to overlay the walls of the house, substance. The gold for the things of gold, verse 5, the silver for the things of silver, and for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen, who then is willing to consecrate himself to this, this day to the Lord? He gave and he challenged the nation to give. He taught it. When you see this thing of many people doing it, all people that have it and can do it to do it, they were taught. They were challenged to do it. They were inspired to do it. They were motivated to do it. It's not just that it happened by accident, no. And that's why Satan attacks this kind of teaching, so that it won't be taught, so that people won't do it. And I'm telling you, the end game is not money. The end game is so that people can be cut off from experiencing the supernatural of God. Whoever is willing to do this today. Verse 6. Then the leaders of the father's houses, the leaders of the tribe of Israel, the captains of thousands and of hundreds and with officers and the king's work offered willingly. What did they do? Verse 7. They gave for the work of the house of the Lord 5,000 talents and 10,000 darics of gold, 10,000 talents of silver. 18,000 talents of bronze, 100,000 talents of iron, and whoever had precious stones, verse 8, gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord into the hand of Jehel. <laughs> it was from all that they put together and what Solomon got that Solomon built the temple. And the day Solomon dedicated that temple, the Bible said the presence of God filled the temple. Nobody could stand to watch. Everybody fell on the ground. Somebody shout supernatural. It started with their giving. Hallelujah. Simple message here from scripture. Remember you start this thing by the grace of God, the favor of God. You don't buy it. You don't earn it. You don't qualify for it. It is freely given. You can be a rascal politician stealing money like Zacchaeus. God still loves you. However, standing on that platform of grace, one way we can enjoy deeper, greater dimensions of that favor is to be generous. Giving of our substance. Now let me quickly close because of time. Because somebody will say, Pastor, I don't have house. I don't have car. 
In fact, as I am now, how I'm going to eat the next meal, I don't understand. And you may miss what is at the heart of this message and get lost with the big amounts that we are reading from scriptures here. So the real secret here is not to give big amounts per se. If you have big amounts, give. That's the simple message. But the secret here is to give something that costs you. And this is how even people that don't have land and houses and cars and nothing can also give substantively. It's not about whether you have gold or silver. You start, like I've always thought in this, just start from where you are. You don't give what you don't have. You start from where you are. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 8. I'm going to take my time to read all these scriptures this morning. I may not have time to preach this again this year. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Very quickly. And I'm beginning to close. So you can be the David. You can be the Joseph. That by the grace of God... You have substance to give. And I give examples of people that are doing that. Someone walked up to Supernatural. Before Supernatural, I said, um, Pastor, um, I want to cover the budget of all the guest artists we are bringing for Supernatural. So, I mean, it's costing them. All these things is millions of naira. They could have used it to buy land or to buy a car. Bless God, this church, you gave me a car. I've not even asked how much that car costs. Substantive giving. People that, I mean, you could have used that money for other things. We teach it in this church and we believe in it. And I want you to understand and have faith that it's one way to access and to embrace the supernatural. 2 Corinthians 8.1 Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace bestowed upon the church in Macedonia. And I'm telling you this morning, it's like the grace bestowed upon the church in Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4. And the key is clearly stated here. In a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty. These were not rich people like David. These are not people that had lands and houses like Joseph's. They were afflicted and they were poor. But that even did something for them. It abounded in the riches of their liberality. Let me tell you how they were able to do that. They were taught. Even though you are going through challenges, you can still be liberal and you can still be generous. And the simple thing is to give from where you are. All I have is a cup of water. Share it with your other brother that is thirsty. All I have is two mites. It can't even buy my next meal. You know what? I'm going to drop it in the offering basket this Sunday. It's about giving something that costs you. That's the secret. God is no respecter of persons. Salvation is not just for rich people that have land and gold. Can I hear loud amen? amen? Look at the key here. Verse 3. For I bear witness that according to their ability, you give from where you are. Yes, and beyond their ability, you stretch yourself at times. They were freely willing. How did they get that place? They were taught. They were not forced. Freely willing. Verse 4. Imploring us with much urgency that we should receive the gift and the fellowship of ministering to the saints. Verse 5. And not as we hoped... But first of all, they gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. Verse 7. But as you are bound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, I'm charging you, I'm teaching you, and encouraging you, see to it that you are bound in this grace as well. Number one, the grace of liberality. Number two, giving to the point where abundance of grace rests upon you. 
so that people that are crippled at their feet by the power of God can be healed. Can I hear loud amen? amen. Hallelujah. You know the story in Luke 21, just two more scriptures and I'm done. The Bible said in verse 1, Jesus looked and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. He saw Solomon bringing all those, um, David and Solomon giving all those thousands of gold talents. He saw Joseph selling his land. Then he also saw a poor widow. So there are two parts to this, my message, oh, and I hope the devil is not distracting you and you're hearing there are those that can give land, substantive giving. There are those that can buy sound system for church and can pay for the honorarium of the guest artist and can renovate the restroom and buy car for the pastor. There are those that can do that. Bless God as God enables you to do it. It puts you in a position to access the supernatural of God. And you will find and experience the supernatural of God in your life in the name of Jesus. Yeah. But there are obviously those that can't do that. What are they to do? Are they cut off from this grace? No. So he saw the rich people giving. And he saw a certain poor widow. She will never be able to buy a car for the pastor for where? Or renovate the bathroom. Or upgrade the sound system in church. But what did she, she, what did she do? She cast in her two mites. She gave from where she was. And then Jesus said, of a truth, of a truth, I say to you, this widow that has, has, has cast in more than all of them. Why? Look at the reasoning of God. All these people gave of their abundance. They probably did like Zacchaeus and gave half of their goods or a tenth or a quarter. And there's nothing wrong with that. Please, that's not what Jesus is teaching here. Remember, Zacchaeus to experience supernatural. But this woman of her penury, she has cast in all. And 2,000 plus years after, we are still preaching, are still preaching about her. Somebody say supernatural. I mean, it was natural, we won't be talking about her. We, are, we don't know our, our mates now. The other poor women in our days, we don't know them. Naturally, their story has been forgotten. Whether they ever walk the face of the earth, nobody will ever know. That's natural. That they can be talking about you 2,000 years after. That is supernatural. First Kings 17 is my final text. The widow of Zarephath. A time of famine. And God sent Elijah. Not to the king. There was a king in that city. Not to the rich men. There were rich men in that city. But to a widow. And not just a widow. She had just a last barrel of meal. That was not enough to feed her and her son. But God still sent her to give. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Somebody shout, I have the mind of Christ. Let me hear somebody say, I think like God. Why did God do that? For her to experience the supernatural. That there's famine doesn't mean you should be hungry, oh, widow. <laughs> That there is famine doesn't mean you should be hungry or unemployed. Naturally, you will be hungry. But supernaturally, somebody shout with God. God. Elijah told her, don't worry. Make for me first. Thank God she listened. Let me tell you what God had told her. God taught her. He said, I have commanded the widow woman to feed you. May, I'm going to talk to you on Wednesday. Another key, obedience. That's, that's the final key God told me to speak with you. I have commanded her. I know she's a widow. 
I know she's on her last card. But I told her, may God teach you. May the Spirit of God open the eyes of your understanding. When that man of God comes to town, feed him first. She listened though. And the barrel of meal never wasted. And the cruise of oil never ran dry. May you experience such supernatural encounters, even in a time of drought, even in a depressed economy, by the favor of God, in the name of Jesus. Rise on your feet this morning. Lift those hands to God. See to it that you are bound in this grace also. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.